welcome back to Desi Discourse, a podcast designed to spark a conversation about race and racism, especially as it pertains to the Indian community. In our last episode, we explored the concept of silence as complicity and how through silence, the Indian community has contributed to the propagation of racist systems in America. In this episode, we're going to hear community members processing George Floyd's death and reacting to the Black Lives Matter movement. We'll be starting off with Abhijit uncle and Abhilashanti interviewing their kids, Advika, who's 16 years old, and Ojas, who's 13, on how the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement has impacted them. So what we're going to play for you is actually just a clip of a larger conversation the family had, which we've actually included in its entirety on our website, theycdiscourse.com. In this segment of the conversation, the parents are interviewing the kids, and the kids have no knowledge of what questions they're going to be asked. How has the recent events of Black Lives Matter movement affected you? And there's a second part to this question. And what was your reaction to the news on George Floyd when you first heard it? Um, so obviously we are not black Americans, but we are still people of color. And as citizens, it's our responsibility to highlight when there's social injustice or racial inequality in America, because to be honest, we wouldn't be here at all if it wasn't for the black community all throughout America's history, because if it wasn't for the Civil Rights Act of 1965, our parents wouldn't be able to immigrate here. So that is that is in directly involved with that movement. That's why I'm here. So um, the Black Lives Matter movement definitely made me more open to racial inequality and many different things. It's not just police brutality. It's in the beauty industry. It's in the film industry. It's in its social media industry. It's like in, ed- in the education industries. It's in housing. It's in marketing. It's everywhere you could possibly think of. There's racial inequality everywhere. And since it was highlighting the black people, I was able to notice how black people are the most oppressed group of Americans in America. And that's obviously shouldn't be um, a thing anymore because they've gone through so much problems. They've gone through so much suffering mm-hmm. all of America's history when they were forcefully brought here from their country. And, and other cultures, other races feed off of black culture and make it their own, but not give credit to the black community. Like there's hip hop music, there's a black style, there's black culture, there's everything. So if you don't, if you don't, if you don't support the Black Lives Matter movement, you shouldn't support black music or you shouldn't support black culture or black fashion. Because if you can't support things like, if you can't support thing, black people, you shouldn't be able to support where their origins come from. And as of George Floyd, he obviously shouldn't have died. He didn't commit a crime at nearly as significant to be killed. But anything, everything that happened to George Floyd was wrong. There was, there's no, um, argument for that. And he definitely shouldn't have died. And I came to know about his death through social media, obviously, because social media is a great place that you can learn about news that like biased news channels won't have stuff on. So yeah, that's what I have to say about that. What I think about the Black Lives Matter movement is that it opened up to like, it opened me up to like, 
oh wait, this is still a thing, and it's bad, and then this is a bad thing, and it, sh- it, sh- it should be stopped. Because I didn't know that like people were still being oppressed this hard. I didn't know about names like Breonna Taylor or other people who like died from police brutality. And this opened me up to like racism is still a thing, and it's still a very big problem now. Now we need to get rid of it. And that, and that I'm, I'm, I'm supporting Black Lives Matter. I think it's a very nice movement. And I think that the protesters are doing right, are, are doing the right thing of, of the Black Lives Matter. I think it was a very nice movement. But, um, when, when I came and heard of George Floyd, I was sitting, sitting on the couch playing Clash of Clans. And then the news came up and they said, um, and they said that, so we have a video of a police officer, um, suffocating a black man on the road. And, and I looked at that video, I was like, this is really messed up. He, he, he kept saying he couldn't breathe, he couldn't breathe, and I don't know why this police officer was still on his neck, and, you know, like, I mean, I mean, stuff like this is messed up, it shouldn't happen anymore, so that's what I think about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. As you asked about how we feel and what we think about recent incidents in, in relation to George Floyd's case and uh, the Black Lives Matters. Here's my two cents. Uh, we all understand that this is also much of a hated debate between political parties and people do have their extreme opinions. Uh, so being part of society first and foremost, I would say whatever happens is absolutely wrong and no one has any right to take a life of someone else, uh, even if he thinks he's right or wrong. Uh, you cannot take laws in your hands and this becomes more important is a part of law enforcement. Uh, on the other hand, I'm also not supporting what recently mobs have done, like looting the malls and shops, breaking down the monuments, burning cars and buildings and whatnot. Uh, but I would also like to talk about another aspect of it, where parts of society talks about defunding the police. I just want to make it clear, and I hope everyone understands, defunding does not necessarily mean abolishing the police. Uh, but can we live without law enforcement section where every day we hear about robbery, robbery, violence, rapes, and whatnot? Uh, in any hostile or emergency situations, we turn to police to respond who are trained professionals and they, are, they have been trained for so many years. Uh, having said all of this, I would say we do live in a world where racism or discrimination is so common. And we need to come together and stop judging people on every front. That person dresses like that, goes to certain school, or belongs to certain background are some of the common examples we need to be careful. As time goes, we need to be more careful about, uh, uh, about stop, I mean, and we need to stop blaming others for our own problems and failures. And, uh, at the end, I would say, hey, rainbow is made of seven colors, not one. One color, would make it really boring, isn't it? Racial discrimination discussions have come to the fore recently with the shocking death of George Floyd at the hands of police. There have been so many stories and incidences of racial discrimination that have been talked about since then. Of these, one incidence has highlighted like no other the kind of effect these discriminatory policies could have on young generation. A footage in a security camera from a driveway in front of someone's house was recently in the news. In that, we can see an African-American kid, about 10 year old, playing basketball in the driveway. 
he sees a police car coming and immediately stops playing and hides behind a car till the police car goes out of sight watching that video pained me so much so many of these kids must be getting influenced by these news and this environment instead of growing up in a carefree environment they are growing up with these tensions in their mind instead of looking at the system as their protector and benefactor they are looking at it as an evil they need to hide from this is so shocking imagine what kind of generation we are shaping up definitely not the kind we all would like to see coming up we all need to act and do our bit to stop the spread of this racism virus from growing just as we are making attempts to stop the corona virus from spreading wherever we see injustice we need to speak up the black lives matter movement has sparked many meaningful conversations within our community while everyone is entitled to their own opinion Supporting the Black Lives Matter movement is not about politics, but rather about supporting someone's right to live in a world without constant fears while doing mundane tasks such as driving, running, or even just sleeping. For someone to lose their life just because of the color of their skin is such a cruel act. Supporting the Black Lives Matter movement is essential in order to see changes in a flawed system. Now that people have finally brought attention to the Black Lives Matter movement, It's important to address the issues and not let the movement die down. All in all, racism has existed for centuries together, but as things have progressed and even though we have landed in digital age where in developed nations like US, quote unquote, all things are equal and we tout of quote unquote equal opportunity. This dogmatic behavior still exists even with educated people. and will continue to do so in near future at this point what we can try to do as a community is spread the awareness raise our collective voices against racism uh not just within our community but even outside it as well as long as there are people with different backgrounds regions surroundings this stigma to mankind will remain but we should all come together and fight against it for a better future not only for us but for generations to come living here in detroit i see the future a future of melanin and cultural uplift and it it's one that comes with a fight and that's one thing that in reflection i'm seeing is that we are all connected no one is disputing that But in order for us to fight for liberation we need to recognize that the United States is a settler colonial project built upon the genocide of indigenous people and the enslavement of African people. Until this country has been able to acknowledge that truth and the way that truth has shaped all of its institutions, reconciliation is not going to be possible. The reparations, the 40 acres and a mule that enslaved people were promised after the emancipation proclamation, promise and never given i must add will never be given until the truth of this country has come out and the truth of this country is one that puts us in a position where we are both victim and oppressor us being indian americans because as indian americans we come as migrants or immigrants we are put into a new mentality. We're here in this new country and we're able to shape a future, but we need to recognize the past of the country in which we live.
So I've gone over my time here simply just to say that there's a whole journey that people must go on. But if we start questioning things like the model minority myth, anti-blackness, and the history of this country, we'll soon find ways for us to work together, hand in hand. So why should we Indians care about BLM? You know, when I discuss with a few friends, they all agree that uh, this matters, but quickly they start pointing out the problems we have among Indians, you know, our own racist behaviors. The tone is always like, how can we get involved in this before we get our own house in order, you know? Or we lack the moral fortitude to tell somebody not to do all this because we ourselves keep doing this forever. Um, you know, I agree with all that. We have been victims of our own racism. We have our own prejudices on languages, states, castes, religions, you name it. We have them all, including the color discrimination. In a way, we invented color discrimination, you know, back in India. Um, recently, I was watching a video that's going around on why Desis should care about BLM. The video he's referring to is titled, Should Desis Care About Black Lives Matter? It's on YouTube, and we have a link to it on our website. That video drives the point home. Without the civil rights movement of the 60s, that led to many reforms, immigration reforms and everything, we all would not be here. If you complain about taking 10 years to get your green card and couple more for citizenship, imagine the plight of black people for over 300 years to even get treated as human beings. It was George Floyd today. If left unchecked, even now in 21st century, it'll be any of us tomorrow. You know, it could be you or it could be me. Um, so if this happens even in 21st century, that's something we should not tolerate anymore. This is a great nation founded on strong principles, you know, the system has enough mechanisms to heal itself and provide ways for people to prosper and thrive. So let's all work towards equality and fair treatment. Um, so participate and contribute to the BLM movement. This is such an important point. Through this last series of messages, you can see that people are angry and upset about the death of George Floyd and are surprised and frustrated by the persistence of racism and racist structures in America. But as we mentioned before, we Indians as a community have largely remained silent. So why do we hesitate to speak up? This is something I've been thinking a lot about recently. It may be because the problem of racism in America seems too big to tackle. It may be because as immigrants, we worked hard to try to gain a foothold and power in this country. And now that we have it, we don't wanna rock the boat or make the most powerful group, the white community unhappy because we want to protect the gains we've made. 
It might be a general aversion to speaking up and causing trouble. See again, the model minority myth. It may be because we as a community have negative stereotypes of the group at risk here, the black community, and therefore don't want to stand up for their rights. It may be what Nagu uncle said, that we feel like we have so much to figure out at home, colorism, casteism, and more, before we can comment on the issue of race in America. Or maybe it's the theme of this podcast, that we're not black nor white, that we're not solely American nor solely Indian, and therefore don't know what role we should play in this moment. It's likely a different combination of these for each individual and each community. But we cannot remain silent. We cannot remain passive. Doing so will allow these racist institutions and structures to continue on into the future and will further cause harm to large communities of vulnerable people. And the longer these structures exist, the harder and harder it will be to dismantle and change them. They just become more and more the way things work. We have to speak up and act against these institutions of racism that have affected both our community and the community of Black individuals in America. So, where do we start? The first step starts with identifying and unlearning our own biases. We'll speak more about that in our next episode. <laughs>